Welcome to Simone Shea. I'm Sydney. I'm Shu. And tonight we're talking to you about vaginismus, which is not, it is not Christmas for your vagina. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. Vaginismus or vaginism. Vaginism. That's right. It has two names. Uh, do you want to give us the definition of it? Sure. All right. All right. First off, guys, I just want to let you know, this is, this is kind of sad. This is a bummer for uh, female humanity, but it happens and it, we need to talk about exactly, it. Exactly. We need to talk about it. So if you don't know what vagin- vaginismus is, um, it is a condition affecting a woman's ability to engage in vaginal penetration. Uh, this includes sexual intercourse, manual penetration, uh, insertion of tampons, or cups, and also even pap smear. Um, is that old school? Pap smears? No, pap smears you still get every three years. No, so, is that what's still called, though? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, pap smear is the specific test where they take a piece of your cervical tissue and um, check it for cancer and abnormal cells. So, when you get your pap smear, when you get your pelvic exam, um, they use a speculum to open oh. up the vaginal canal and oh. uh, it's cold and it looks like duck lips and you hear them crank it open. And um, so they do that for all pelvic exams, not just pap smears. But women with vaginismus um, can have trouble getting a pelvic exam because um, basically that hole is clamped shut. Yeah. So the cause of this is um, uh, involuntary vaginal muscle spasm so spasms on the pelvic floor muscles um, and that makes it really hard for anything to penetrate the vagina because it's Mm -hmm. just um, uncontrollably tightening itself to the point that it can't open Um, so this is physical but as we will find out it can also be very mental okay so so yeah the there's a there's a range of some women are okay with tampons and they're okay with getting a pelvic exam, but they have trouble with sex. Some women have trouble with some sex partners and they're okay with others. It's um, not an all or none because we are all beautiful snowflakes. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, the muscles, it's a kind of a, there's a psychological tie-in where the, the when threatened with penetration, the vagina just kind of shuts down. And a lot of women don't know they have it. Right. Um, they just, all, sex is always painful for them or they can't use tampons. And they just think, uh, even their doctors will say, oh, you just have a really small vagina. And um, that's not what's happening. Oh, terrible. Well, yeah, I thought I thought it was interesting because as I was reading the physical aspects of it, I was wondering, like, what is, it's probably a lot has to do with, how you're feeling mentally mm-hmm. because as a woman I know and I'm sure most women know that you know when you're having sex it's a huge part of it is mental whether yes. or not you're going to be able to come whether or not you're into it mm-hmm. you know it, a lot of it has to be what's going on in your mind and so um, I was reading about it and some of the causes mentally could be sexual abuse mm-hmm. rape assault witnessing sexual abuse of others 
domestic violence or um, early conflict in the home environment. Okay. A generalized anxiety, stress, negative emotions towards sex, mm-hmm. um, a feeling of untrust between you and your partner. Mm-hmm. So, this is tough. This is a tough. Uh, this is a tough thing to have, and I guess a lot of it's the number one reason for marriages on the women's side not being consummated is that they just can't get the penis in and it becomes kind of a self-fulfilling uh like a, or a circular anxiety where maybe you force sex and it's really painful and so then the next time you try it's even harder and that that muscle spasm clamps up even more and so it's very very uh, it takes uh, therapy to kind of like mental and physical therapy to learn how to unwind it. Because if you think about it, you have this condition, but you don't know what it is. Your partner doesn't know what it is. They just think like, oh, you have a really tight pussy and you think maybe like sex is painful. You're raised to think like it hurts when you have sex. And so you don't know any better. But then every time you have sex, you're going to like lock up because you are bracing for this painful experience. Um, and that's really super sad. Yeah. Um, that's exactly right. That's fucked up, man. Yeah. As, as we're talking about it, like researching, I was like, I have all of the things that could cause uh-huh. vaginismus, especially because I was reading also. So women can have this from the time like from they can realize that this is an issue from the first time they try to put a tampon in or the first time they have sex. Mm-hmm. And that's called primary vaginismus. Exactly. Um but there's also secondary vaginismus, which is uh, when someone is able to have sex fine, everything's mm-hmm. normal or going good, mm-hmm. and then it comes on later in life and yeah. it develops. And that is often um, triggered by mental issues yeah. as such as, you know, being abused or having negative thoughts towards sex. Um, yeah, in the, in researching this, I realized that I might have this. Yeah. So, so, yeah. When I get pelvic exams, they have to use like the little girl, uh, speculum for me. Oh no. Like they'll try to use the woman one and they will get a smaller one and a smaller one. And eventually they get like the one for like adolescent girls. And I also don't use tampons with applicators. Number one, it's really wasteful, uh, you know, yeah. your single use plastics are bad. But number two, the like the plastic tampons with applicators, they won't if I get the applicator in, the tampon won't come out. It'll actually like buckle the plastic. Oh no. Um so they won't come out. So I use OB tampons because I can force them in with my fingers. Right. Um and even then sometimes they spit back out. And I always was like, maybe I have, do I have a loose pussy because my tampons don't want to stay in, but I had a hard time getting it in. And so I guess that's a thing for women with vaginismus is that they will force tampons out. And so um, most of my partners that I have been with have made comments about like, oh, you're so tight, yada, yada, yada. Like if it's like a casual partner um but i was like i have i mean i've taken some dicks like when i'm in a very if i'm in like a loving trusting safe space and there's a lot of foreplay like i can take a dick right um but i guess so i've like i've i i've had 
people that I've dated, I've had partners where they maybe weren't into the foreplay and I can't do what they call the kiss and stick where I'm like, you really need to like make me. There's got to be a lot of foreplay because foreplay, get it going. foreplay is fun and women need to be warmed up. But also I really need to feel it's why I have a hard time with casual sex since I quit drinking because like I just I just cannot if yeah. I don't feel safe. And so I think I maybe have like a mild case of this. Um, yeah, that's where. Yeah, exactly. So I agree. Take that. I don't have a tight pussy. <laughs> vaginismus you just make me feel uncomfortable well that's kind of where i was going too because i was researching and i'm like man i have like i have anxiety Mm -hmm. sex has always been a very weird thing to me and very layered and confusing and complex well you were raised religious as was i yes i was raised very strict and you know be proper and all of my sexual relationships from the time I lost my virginity to like um my boyfriend prior mm. to Deacon was like really negative uh-huh. based sexual experiences I'd say I I just I never like realized a woman could have pleasure having sex until I was like way older into than my sexual life gotcha so a lot of my early sex life was just like I just thought like it was more about the guy. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but anyways, I was like, okay, I have a lot of this. I'm glad I don't have vaginismus. But now we're talking about it. And I'm like, man, it does kind of hurt. Like at first. Yeah. It always kind of hurts. Gotta get really. You need to feel. Does everyone fully... feel like that? Let me know guys. Yeah. Email Simone podcast at gmail.com. Let me know how it feels for you when you first get a dick going in. Yeah. Um. (laughs) I hope we get some responses. God, I hope we get some really beautifully, elaborately written. You know what? It does kind of hurt. I think that's just normal. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe that is, maybe it's not. I mean, because we do Cause women, we like, do need, we all need warm up to I'm get it fine. going. I know I actually, I know I don't have vaginismus. I'm, I'm not going to yeah. act like I do because it's a real thing. It is a real and thing. it's really affecting Versus women. I sometimes have been like, I might need to spit on my tampons to get them in. Yes. And I, I wear a cup. I'm fine. Yeah. I think it's just, I get, I don't know what happens. But yeah, listen, having I just, a vagina, I have, but you can relate. You can see how the. I can this, relate because yeah. I'm like, oh my God, I might get maybe because mm-hmm. you can get this during after menopause, yes. perimenopause or after menopause uh-huh. because the vaginal tissues get so dry, uh-huh. it becomes painful to have sex or have insertion. And then that can evolve into vaginismus. Because the muscles react to it. Yes. Um, So, you know, I'm just saying, like, anyone can get it. Guys, girls, ladies, um, don't think, like, I'm so... It might happen. We don't... You're fear-mongering right now. Because I'm a hypochondriac. Yeah. I don't know if I've told you this, but I used to sleep from the time I was, like, I'd say five to 15 I slept with a bottle of Pepto-Bismol on my nightstand and sometimes I would just wake up in the middle of the night and take a swig oh my gosh I felt like I might get sick yeah and I need to prepare oh my I, gosh I have I'm a 
crazy hypochondriac. Wow. So, um, I thought I was reading that I'm like, I have vaginismus. It just has not presented itself yet. Yeah. But I'm sorry yeah. I'm fear-mongering. A lot life. of women get it after they've had mm. um, a bunch of UTIs or maybe they've had some sort yes. of gynecological surgery. Or yeast infections. I read as someone who, I have prediabetes. Do you? Yes. Uh, this is a total aside. I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. It's very common now. Okay. It's a metabolic disorder. Um, that is linked to insulin resistance, which is prediabetes. Okay. And uh, I've been diagnosed since I was 15, and I manage it through diet and exercise. However, when you have prediabetes you're, or diabetes, you're more likely to get yeast infections. You're more prone to them. The uh, sugar in your bloodstream alters the pH of your vagina that makes it a fun place for yeast to grow. So I've had a lot of yeast infections, and so I related to this where some women, after having chronic yeast infections, because that becomes such a... Um, place where they've experienced so much unpleasantness Mm -hmm. that they then have this like the muscles react just because they are used to that area being uncomfortable right to fuck um and so it kind of locks down i also read that um in some rat studies they gave uh, rats chronic yeast infections and even after they were 100 percent cured the inflammation of the vulva never fully went away. So then it did lead to lifelong pain um, because there was this chronic inflammation. Oh my God, that's so sad. Can we we just say for a moment? Yeah. Let's just imagine... Being a little rat? Being a little rat in a test and your vagina is all swollen all the time and it hurts and you don't know why. And then... You somehow get zapped into the size of a human mm-hmm. and you get to murder all the humans that hurt you. I mean, fair. I can't uh, think of, I mean, actually worse animal testing goes on, but definitely know, it makes giving so rats sad. yeast infections is like, pretty why? fucking terrible. Um, yeah. And so this like, I would, oh, also the, the like pelvic floor muscle spasms, because we already talked about my butthole and how I have butthole yes. spasms and stuff. And so I think that I just, uh, my pelvic floor muscles need to chill the fuck out. Yeah. And there is a psychological element because, uh, my, I only have like butthole problems when I'm in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, that's part of it. Uh, but the therapy for it can be pelvic floor exercises and yes. having a physical therapist massage your pelvic floor muscles okay. where they will um, along your butthole and your pussy and they'll put a glove on and go up inside you and they'll massage those muscles in your pelvic cavity that hold all the organs in place, like that's what we're dealing with. And they'll do massage to help relax them and tell Uh those muscles to calm down. Um, I listened to an interview with one pelvic floor therapist who said like she'll find knots in them much like you would in your shoulder Mm -hmm. and she'll work out those knots and that really helps the patients. Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We got knots in our vagina. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people know about Kegels and it's yes. controversial in the um, vaginismus community whether or not yes. those are good for vaginismus. I read that because um, it might make it tighter is mm, what some people fear. Yeah. And so they're like, they, that's not what you want. Um, I kind of feel though like, but does it gain, help you gain control yes. of your vaginismus? Yes. 
Or does the muscle just help you connect to your body? And I don't, but some say maybe it's puts them out of balance Uh because Kegels don't work all of your pelvic floor muscles, just some of them. Okay. So it might throw off the whack. I also know this squats are more beneficial towards your pelvic floor health than Kegels. Really? So doing squats is one of the best things you can do to prevent uh, urinary incontinence. And they give you a nice butt. And you get some nice buns. Wow. We should all be doing squats all the time. I'm going to start tonight. Me too. Awesome. All right. Yeah, I was like, what can what can we do about this? What can we do about <laughs> what this? What can we what can we Simone J podcast <sighs> do about this? So, yeah. what did you come up with? Well, everything you talked about and I just was thinking like maybe I feel like pr- just my opinion, but I think maybe the most beneficial thing to do would be to do all the physical therapy like uh-huh. you were saying, but also Mental Mental therapy and figure out like, because I feel like there is a connection right from our vagina, right to our brain. Mm -hmm. It's like a stem connecting them. And you, you know, you need to be right with your soul before you can be right with your whole. Yes. So, um, I think that's like the key is to figure out what is keep, what is making you feel so uptight and anxious and afraid of any time something goes near your vagina because the vagina is very yes you know it's it's a beautiful organism it is and just like don't beat yourself up about it because that makes it so much worse to be like why isn't this working why isn't this working Uh, much like men with erectile dysfunction um they'll say focus on sex that isn't penetrative so just massaging caressing cuddling um doing stuff that isn't because if you're putting all the focus on getting hard all the focus on having an orgasm it's going to be too much in your head and it's not going to happen but if you take that off the table and you say we can have intimacy without penetration then um that's a really good starting place to help you relax yeah i think so too I listened to some interviews with women who uh, they ended up becoming lesbians for a while because basically they were able to have sex and intimacy that wasn't um, guaranteed penetration. Right. And uh, one woman said that actually going down on other women really helped her because she was able to connect to a vagina and see how beautiful it was and it made her more comfortable with her own and so she had these lesbian relationships that helped her kind of heal her own connection to her vagina beautiful yeah well i feel like especially here you know in our western culture there's like a disconnect to the vagina Mm -hmm. and i've always felt like ew when I think about vaginas, I just feel like, ew. Mm-hmm. I don't like touching mine. Yeah. My own. I don't like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I Sorry, I just hit the mic with my breath. <laughs> Your face, though, you were like, ooh. 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 Listen, that, my, the pop screen is really yeah. the most action these titties have seen in a while. So, woohoo. <laughs> Um, so I feel like, you know, we really need to, um, be more, become more comfortable with our vaginas is what I'm saying. Yes. Um, because 
They're beautiful. They sure are. They're beautiful. Um, they sure are. I make people worship mine. I, I love that. Maybe I should do that. Uh, this is like a new thing where I say, like, you, I will permit you to worship at this altar. Oh, I'm going to say that next time. Right? And it's kind of cool. hot. That's hot. Because I feel like we're made to feel like our vaginas are ugly and like whatever. Yeah. And like just in general with our bodies. I remember years ago, I had gained a little weight and I felt uncomfortable with it. And my, uh, my fuck buddy was in from out of town and I said, I just felt gross. And he's like, well, if, would it help you if I worshipped your ass? And he wanted to just like massage and like. Oh. caress my ass and I I wasn't into it at the time oh, I felt were? really weird I'm about all, it yes please I just was like my body's so <laughs> gross and I'm so fat and why would you oh, worship no. my ass yeah but now I'm a grown-ass woman and uh I now I'm like yes, worship that ass. worship that ass I will allow you to kneel before the altar mm. of this pussy oh I um, like that because I'm you know you want to be really empowered with your body yeah so that's so cool. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe take a picture of your vagina, um, print it out on your home printer and build like a shrine, get some yes. fake flowers and build an altar. And uh, then you can worship your vagina because it is the center of your feminine power. Yes. And uh, then other people can come over and say, what's that? And you can say, it's my this pussy altar. My pussy altar. <laughs> Do you want to worship it? Yeah. Do you remember that episode of Sex in the City where Charlotte like looked at her vagina yes. in the mirror? She's like, oh. Oh, and then that other one where the painter painted her vagina. Yes. And she's like. They were like, which one is yours? She's like, I'm not telling. I'll never tell. I love Charlotte York. Yeah, she's a good character. Mm. But I couldn't believe that episode. I could not believe that she had never looked at her vagina because I I just had never not looked at mine, I guess. Oh, my God. That's like me. Like, I just grew up my whole life. Like, I remember when I was a little girl, like, my mom told me not to touch my vagina. Uh Like, just leave it alone. Mm Mm-hmm. I think she like caught me masturbating like you know little Little kids kids just like they're not masturbating like adults like ah but just (laughs) tell me more (laughs) I just want people to know it's not like a gross thing it's like a self-discovery thing yeah uh (laughs) and I think she was just like don't do that and And I didn't Mm-hmm. And it did not serve me well because I didn't even masturbate for the first time until I was 19 years old. Yeah, that's insane. Everyone's like, that's weird, dude. And yeah. I'm like, is it though? So I feel like I do, like, oh, I have a lot of weird sex. Just like, it's not comfortable all the time. You yeah. know, it's like, I feel like I'm doing something bad. Sometimes. Yes. Um, it feels my Catholic guilt getting through. I definitely, I, I've shared the story on the podcast about how I discovered masturbation and thought it was awesome. And then I found out at church that it was a sin. Yes. And I was, I felt dirty even washing myself for yes. a, a long time after that. And then now I just, I, I, I was not raised Catholic, um, and apparently the the Catholicism got you more than the Southern Baptist did me because it just does. I don't feel like guilty about it at all. And I just never if I'm with a partner and they're not going to get me off, like I never have a problem just mm-hmm. starting to play with myself, um, even to the point where the, this took me a while to get to. But if they finish and like roll over and we're cuddling and I still haven't gotten off, I will start playing with myself. You know, and be like, listen, buds, 
Yeah. Listen, buds, I wanted to bust a nut too. So, you know, you're going to be here. We can make out. You can play with my tits. I'm going to bust a nut. And so, like. Oh, my gosh. I just, because I just, I feel, because, like, fuck religion for trying to, like, deprive us of that pleasure and fuck society. I get kind of mad about it where it's like there's this great thing that no one is supposed to do but especially not women and fuck you like yeah. and then men will be like wasn't that good the way I just was on top of you and pumped on you it's no. like no no it wasn't nothing so, really happened for me yeah like that actually did nothing that did everything for uh, you and that did nothing for my femi- yeah. feminine needs and so I'm not gonna have society tell me that I don't get to bust nuts I love that that's the best thing I've ever heard yeah that makes me so happy Thanks. I feel like it does because I would never like I feel like I've got into that place and now in my married relationship mm-hmm. because we've been together for so many years and yeah. you kind of have you're forced to like yes I like this I don't like this like we got to get this shit yes. straight but as a young um person having se- casual sex mm-hmm. I would never in a million years be like I'm gonna masturbate in front of you or touch myself yeah or even tell you what I want you to do. Like, I was just so shy and so, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, is, oh, no, is this right? I feel weird. It's, I mean, it's very scary. And trust me, I've been through enough, like, bumbling where someone's just dry humping me. We're just making out, <laughs> they're dry humping me and bruising me. And then they ask for condoms, and I have to say, no, I'm not ready yet because yeah. you actually haven't played with my pussy yet. And, like, that was an awkward situation that ended with me kicking that person out of my house. And um, so, like, I've been through enough where it's, like, how much sex do I want to have that isn't pleasurable? Especially because I don't have sex that often anymore. Mm-hmm. As a sober woman, I don't find most men attractive. So when I do have sex, I want it to be good. And um, I, I'll admit that I can get a little bit shy and reserved if I'm with, like, a new person and I'm, like, I don't know, nervous. Like, Like if I care about them, if I, if I don't care, then it's like, you know, no, no harm, no foul. If, Mm -hmm. if it's like a one-time thing and it's like, yeah, she was freaky. But if I really want a relationship, I can get a little bit shy. Um, I I was talking to a girlfriend today about sexting because I recently, uh, when we met, I was a big sexter. Yes. I was so into sexting. All the dick pics. All the dick pics <laughs> all the time and me taking pictures of my tits with my knockoff Blackberry phone. <laughs> I was so into sexting. And then I fell out of it because um, I was in an abusive relationship and I was made to feel ashamed about a lot of things. Um, but I've recently returned and I was talking to a girlfriend who's my age about it. And she said that she actually has been wanting to get back into it, too, because she likes the idea of being able to lay down the parameters before the sex happens. And she's like, I'm just so tired of just dating bullshit. And I like the idea of you lay down like via text before you start dating, you lay down your likes and dislikes both in and out of the bedroom. And then you know kind of what you're getting into and whether or not Mm -hmm. it's going to be, and I, I guess like that's, I kind of, I I can see the value in that and be like, what do you want me to do to you? Well, I want you to worship at the altar of my pussy. 
and I want to come all over your face twice before I let you up. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, now I know, like, if yeah. they're into it or if they're not. If they're like, I just want to bend you over. I want to lift up your skirt and fuck your dry pussy. Then it's like, Ew. Because, like, most, uh, most sexting, most sexting guys just want to, like, grab a woman and pull up her dress and just fuck her. Are you serious? I, I not, feel like that's, like, what men want to do. I've not sexted in a, in a while. I feel like that's, like, men's sexual fantasy. If it's, like, have you ever thought about me? And they're, like, oh, the, yeah, I want to bend you over. I want to pull you into the broom closet. Yeah. and. What, and you're like, okay, no. But if I'm having a dialogue with someone oh. where they're like, I want to massage every inch of your body. I want to lick the back of your teeth, blah, blah, blah. Ew. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, yeah. shoe. But if, yeah. they like, if they're like, I want to do X, Y, and Z before it even gets to the penetration, you can be like, oh, okay, this might be a scenario that'll work for me. Yeah. Because I, you know, I like to stretch before I work out. Yes. I mean, really... Maybe vaginismus is just the long, long result of um, what men have been doing to women yes. since the beginning of time, which is their fantasy, just sticking it in real quick and yeah. getting it done. And we've never been that. We've, I don't think women are ever we, just... It's never worked that way for us. So, you know, I mean... I read that it's common in Awful. people who um, don't have sex before marriage. And that's oh. probably because, number one, the woman hasn't had a lot of foreplay, a lot of time to learn and discover her body. You know, she's been taught, save it for marriage. You have this secret flower. Keep it locked up for marriage. And so she probably has, you know, shame and fear about sex. And then the guy also, I'm assuming, is also religious. Mm -hmm. Um doesn't know how to please a woman so it's like hey you're 23 and you're on your honeymoon and you're gonna have sex for the first time and then it's like like the record skips you know <laughs> it screeches to a halt because yes. no one knows what they're doing you have two people who have no sexual experimentation yes. under their belt and they have a lot of preconceived notions and shame attached to sex and also I just make the assumption that people who wait until marriage don't do a lot of foreplay. I don't know that for sure. I feel like that, too. It's like in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where he meets the, you know, the guy that was in 30 Rock. Yeah. On the, his trip. Mm -hmm. And he's, like, avoiding his wife the whole time because they've, they're, like, newlyweds. They're super religious and they've never had sex. He's oh, like, I yeah. I don't know what to do. And then Russell Brand shows him, like, all the moves. And he's like, worship her. Which also, that, like, kind of brings me back to the religion thing. Is like, maybe, maybe it would have been better if I was, like, God is in this. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like people who are religious and it works for them, mm. like, they have God in every aspect of their life, which is, like, in their bedroom, too. They're like, it's okay to fuck because God wants us to fuck. I mean, talk about a transcendent experience, something that's going to connect you to the whatever divine power you believe yeah. in. And that would be, like, really good sex. Maybe next time I have sex, I need to be like, God wants this well especially now that i'm married like yeah. when more would he want it yeah she whoever yeah hail like, satan like it's a i would put really good sex up there with uh psychedelic drugs or meditation where it's yeah it's a it's definitely a road to travel to meet with whatever divine power you believe in oh yeah um in terms of a transcendent experience like 
definitely having a real good orgasm mm. with another human being. That is like one of the most magical experiences. Yeah. It's so funny and awesome. It's all funny and awesome. Um, but it, it yeah. makes me happy. Yeah. So people with vaginismus, they aren't, that's not happening for them. And they have uh, like trainer kits, basically. You can get it's little little probes that you can go increasing in sizes like and dilators. dilators and you get yourself used to using it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, playing with yourself and like yeah. just really connecting the mind body connection. Apparently like some doctors used to, and still do surgery for it. They'll oh, say, shit. Oh, your vagina is too tight. We'll give you surgery to make you have a bigger vagina. And it, um, like Uh-oh. never works don't do that don't do that because it's not a problem with the structure it's yeah. a problem with the musculature yeah oh my god right my Can heart you imagine? really goes out to like anyone dealing with vaginismus and when women don't know any better and your doctor says just relax oh, drink a no. glass of wine Use more lube. Then you become an alcoholic because you're like, the only time I can fuck is when I'm blacked out drunk. When I'm blacked out drunk. And then you're never going to get over it because you're never connecting to that. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. Ladies, you know, I pray for your whole and your soul. Mm -hmm. We got to get it connected. We got to... We got to reconnect ourselves. Yeah. Even I, I feel like doing just body work in general. Yeah. Getting massages, doing even like yoga. Massages on the outer lips. Yes. Just getting comfortable with having that part of your body touched mm-hmm. and caressed. And also I read that even though vaginismus doesn't affect the lubrication women create, uh-huh. it can be helpful to add extra lubrication. Yes. So even if you're getting wet and that's not really an issue you it can totally help to add a lot more lubricant mm-hmm. and just get everything like super sloppy yeah and just rub it like you don't have to like don't start with penetration just start with getting comfortable with rubbing yeah and find someone who's qualified in this area that can help you because i'm are- sure there's therapists that you know specialize in this and doctors yeah, there's a lot of them out there. I feel like even just getting like not a sexual massage, but like just getting like a full body massage, like yeah. your back, your feet, like bringing your mind into your body yes. and and experiencing positive touch. Let's say you haven't had a lot of sex. The sex that you've had has been traumatic because it's been painful due to vaginismus. Like you aren't comfortable being touched. Hey, I'm Sydney DeLorean and I'm an awkward hugger. Like it could be very beneficial <laughs> to have a professional just like massage your body and to feel a safe, loving touch. And that might help because imagine you're never touched by anyone. And then when you are, it's because they're trying to fuck your pussy and it's painful. Like that would be traumatic. But maybe just like being like held and caressed would be help relax everything. Um, and loosen up that hole. Yes. Yeah. Or like, um, maybe also if your partner makes it a big deal, like fuck them because there are so many alternatives to sex that do not involve the vagina hole. There are you, there's your mouths and hands and tits and butts. And if your partner only wants that one hole, like fuck them. Yeah. Get someone more creative. (laughs) I totally agree. You can paint with all the colors of the wind. That's right. <laughs> and I just have to amend myself. I said that 
all my sexual experiences were terrible. Yeah. But there was one person prior to my marriage uh-huh. when I was in my early 20s. Yes. Maybe even 18. I don't know. Whenever. Mm-hmm. They're really lovely. Okay. So, so if you're out there, you weren't, you were lovely. We had been friends for a really long time. Uh-huh. So when we did have sex, it was really nice. It was nice? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's beautiful. Just want to shout you out. Shout out to that one person. That's right. Yeah. Well. Um, what else do we... I don't know. I just like, I've. The the woman's body is so complex. Yes, I wanted. I want to figure out. You know, we should do one on erectile dysfunction. We probably should because now I'm like the woman's body is so complex, and I feel like everyone knows that. But like, yeah. what's up with men? Yeah, what is up with men? But I think like for us, because we um are obviously more natural prey to men, just for mm-hmm. hundreds and thousands of years, we have been the vulnerable ones. And we still, to this day, we're smaller. We have less musculature. We are more vulnerable. And so, obviously, like, we are going to have these defense mechanisms to protect ourselves. And so, it's, uh, I mean, it's a perfectly logical evolutionary thing for vaginismus to uh, exist, especially because, I don't know, have you ever, like, read anything about epigenetics, which is how the actions of uh, your ancestors can activate or deactivate certain genes. Oh, yes. Okay. So basically, if you had um, a mother or grandmother who experienced sexual trauma, you could have inherited this action where your vaginal muscles clamp shut at the threat of penetration, even if you yourself had not experienced sexual trauma. But if it had been in your lineage, you could have this response. And so it just is kind of, um, it makes sense for women to have this because evolutionarily it could behoove us. It's like those ducks, you know how, oh my God, ducks. I know, they're fucking corkscrew dicks. They're corkscrew dicks. Uh! And so so ducks are rapists and female ducks, they have corkscrew dicks. So over the years, female ducks have... Uh, develop twistier and twistier vaginas to try to prevent being impregnated by male ducks that they don't want to carry their offspring. But alongside that, the male ducks have evolved corkscrewier dicks to keep being able to fucking rape them so they can impregnate ducks against their will. Um, I read half of a book once about called like (laughs) it was called Nature's Nether Regions. And basically... Genitals are the most quickly evolving um, part of any animal, which is weird. So, like, it may take, you know, hundreds of generations to evolve, like, a different eye shape or whatever. But genitals evolve way more quickly and they'll evolve in just a few generations. Wow. So, like, yeah. So, And ducks are the perfect example of this where scientists have been able to track this. But yeah, so female ducks have their corkscrew pussies and human women have vaginismus. Yeah. And uh, don't don't make them feel bad about it. No one feel bad about it. It's your body and it's not. What is it? It's it's involuntary. It totally is involuntary. And especially like half the time you don't even realize it's what it is. Yes. Until you do more research, you Google and you get on WebMD and you're like, I either have 
cancer of the eyeball or vaginismus. Um, yeah, the uh, what website was I on? Vaginismus.com has a lot of great information. And one of them, uh, one of the things it has is how to talk to your doctor about okay. it. And how to say, based on this article I read on the internet, um, my symptoms present as such. And what doctors will do is they will rule out any other causes. So they'll make sure there's no... Um, structural defect they'll make sure there's no infection and they'll rule out any other causes of painful intercourse and um they basically diagnose vaginismus as a process of elimination okay so um but yeah that's vaginismus.com has great information on how to talk to your doctor about it um and don't be ashamed to seek help because you can be a you too can be a cum queen yeah <laughs> Yes, we can all become queens. We, we can and should all become queens. That's my new goal for the year. Is to be a cum queen? Fuck losing weight. I'm going to be a cum queen. You'll probably lose weight because you'll probably. be coming. Oh, yeah, baby. Ooh, I didn't know, but I just had all this cum inside me. It's so crazy. I lost like 10 pounds of cum. It's <laughs> the best fucking thing I've ever heard. I can't handle it. I love it all day or a day. Oh, yeah. Is that it? I guess that's it. I feel like I went on a real journey. Yeah, I hope we covered it well. I think we covered it thoroughly enough that you can do further research. Yeah. I just want people to know, like... It's a thing. Be aware of it. Don't be ashamed of it. If it's mentionable, it's manageable. That's right. Yeah. We can all get over it. We can all become queens. We can all become queens. That's the main moral of the story. Come queen! Come queen! Alright, uh, happy hump day. Happy hump day, get that come out, be a come queen. <laughs>